Recovery is stupendous. Achievable. Hope. Freedom. 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 Empowering. It's unique to everyone. It's a journey, not a destination. Getting a new lease on life. Finding restoration after you fall down. Recovery is having the freedom to enjoy life. For me, it was finding a way to really love myself. My recovery is possible in part because of my own sense of purpose. Welcome to Montana's Peer Network Recovery Talks podcast. I'm Jim Haney. And I'm Andy Daniel. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode and welcome to 2021. How about that? Yeah, it's, you know, in some ways 2020 went really fast and in other ways it was like five years long. I agree. I mean, for obvious reasons, 2020 was a really strange year. Yeah. The whole world probably should chime on, chime in on that. But I agree, there were times when it felt really slow, and then it's like, wow, it's Christmas, whoa, it's mm-hmm. New Year's, <laughs> and, and we're in a new, and we're in a new year. Andy and I are sitting here before recording this, you know, making our list for 2021 and the different podcasts we want to record, the different topics and guests and all that, and and it, you know, reflecting thinking wow where wow where did 2020 go um <laughs> but then we we said well hey maybe we should do a year in review and when we actually started making the list of all the things mpn has been up to in 2020 you made the comment you were running out of room yeah on on your on your, your piece of paper and i i was kind of doing the same i'm writing on these sticky notes and i I got one, I got two full ones (laughs) with all these little notes. Oh yeah, talk about this and talk about that. And it's like, yeah, a year in review for MPN, there's no shortage of things to discuss, is there? No, and and this year seems like there's a lot more than there were, you know, the last couple of years. It just feels like so many things just came together for us, despite all of the COVID and all of that kind of stuff we were still able to get some really great stuff done i agree and i think that's a good actual starting point because we brought some new new staff on this year yeah we've got two peer services coordinators amanda walton and brent morris uh who joined us in november no yeah end of october end of october yeah very end of october yeah yeah, we kind of got a, um, I think of it, we got like a twofer. We got a, yeah. you know, uh, we originally were going to hire one, you know, full-time staff person. And it just worked out that we were able to get two really great, and talented, um, really effective uh, peer leaders to come on board. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's great. And and I have to say, as the executive director, I mean, it, it's a little intimidating. I mean, we have, we got six. There's six of us now, <laughs> like six, six people working here. You know, payroll payroll isn't like you know it doesn't take me a minute anymore to do. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> there's actually a little bit of work that has to go into this. And well, it's changed your role a little bit too. Most of the services things have now been handed off to other staff. Yeah. Um, a lot of the training and that kind of stuff. 
For sure, for sure. I mean, it's for years the board of directors and I have been talking about this, and uh, you know, I've had to wear many hats as people do often in nonprofits. You know, when I talk to other EDs at nonprofits, they're wearing three, four, five, six different hats, and it's been a long time coming. And we just have a great staff now, and I actually get to do my job. I get to be executive director. I, I don't have to, you know, do three or four other jobs at the same time. I get to be the executive director. So yeah, it's 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 been great. We're happy to have the new staff. But yeah, staff meetings went from, you know, an, an hour to two hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, it's like, wow, we've been here a long time. But all good stuff, you know, and like you said, despite a COVID year and shutdowns and all that, we were really <clears throat> not very impacted. And I think, you know, we'll, we'll maybe touch on that when we get there, but I think the staff, that was a, that was a big, big thing. And so I, I think another thing, when I, when I think back about 2020, we finally published the recovery by the week workbook. Yeah. Yeah, that was a couple of years in the in the making, right? Like we we would get really excited about it for a while, and then it would sort of fall by the wayside because something else got you know more important or something. And so it was really exciting to be able to publish our second book. Yes, yeah, yeah, and it's different. It's different than the Healthy Minds, Healthy Bodies book, right? It's just yeah, it's a bunch of worksheets, you know. And staff contributed to creating them and the little sayings in there. And, you know, and, and I think about it's just it's more simplistic, I guess, than the Healthy Minds, Healthy Bodies book, which has a lot in it. Our first one has a lot in it where the second one is much simpler. Here's a worksheet. Here's some thought provoking questions for you to answer this week. Next week, we got some more for you. And there's 52 of them. Pretty, pretty, pretty straightforward. Yeah. And people have been using them in their support groups. We've gotten a lot of orders for those books uh, that people are, are using in their groups. It's mm -hmm. a good jumping off point for that kind of thing. You know, if you, if you're looking for something to do with a group that you're running or, you know, uh, working with peers or, you know, that kind of thing, it's, it, it gives you some good topics to discuss and uh yeah worksheets that everybody can do on their own time for sure for sure and and i want to do a shout out to the two artists who contributed i just love this you know we asked members hey you know we're doing a book we're looking for some artwork what do you got and uh you know on the back we got this great photo from one of our members, just a really cool, cool wildlife shot. And then the cover. I mean, I know you, you really like the cover too, yeah. Andy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a really good visual. It makes the book just that much better. It's, it's really eye catching and, and just so great to be able to use things from our members that, you might not see all the time. You know, you don't necessarily see that artistic side of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And if you're and if you're wondering what we're talking about, go to our website, click on the store, and look at the Recovery by the Week uh, workbook, brand new for 2020. As Andy said, we we've sold a whole bunch of them already. Super exciting. Yeah, and and you know we're already off starting to work on our third our third one. So it's good stuff. Yeah. So one of the other things that I think is really exciting uh, about the last part of 2020 was that we have three new affiliates for MPN. Yeah. Uh, that's also a project we've been working on for a long time and kind of got it started again through our PAL project, but we've got three great affiliates that just recently came on board and we're really excited to see how they're going to do their services in their local communities. For sure. For sure. And like you said, this is something we have been trying to do for many years is develop affiliates for MPN. You know, these are companies that we can be partnered with strategically, you know, recovery organizations. And the time was just right. And everything kind of came together. We're, we're going to develop a web page and put some stuff. And I know we're sharing logos and things like that. But and so super exciting stuff. You know, these are companies that we're, again, partnering with strategically. These are all recovery organization run by, started by people in recovery, members of MPN. And our hope is to just keep developing these affiliates. You know, each year, if we were able to add two or three, man, I think, wow, what, what could we accomplish in, in a couple years when we have you know, a dozen strategic partners around the state. I yeah, mean, everybody working towards the same goals. Yeah. Uh, that we as staff just can't manage all of that on our own. It's important to have those people out in the communities that can help do that work. Yeah, yeah. Like an example of this is uh, recently the state had put out uh, a request for proposals for um, some drop-in centers. Well, that's not something that Montana's Peer Network would apply for. You know, we're not a we're not a service provider. But we got to reach out to affiliates and say, hey, you might be interested in this, you mm -hmm. know, and we'll give you a letter of support. And, you know, we can we can help you along with this um, in, in learning, providing technical assistance, consultation, that kind of thing. And, you know, it it gets me really excited to think about the possibilities there, you know, rather than just saying, well, we're not going to apply and whoever gets it, gets it. Now we can encourage our members who've started their own companies to pursue these opportunities to bring in good funding, but, but really ultimately to make a difference in their community. Yeah. And, and it's pretty quick. I mean, you get approved one of these one of these projects, I mean, you can have, you know, within six months, you could be up and running a, a recovery program in your community helping people. So really exciting, thrilled, can't wait for the future to keep, you know, keep building, keep adding to it. So really good stuff um, that, that came to be. Um, kind of like the book, really. Yeah. You know, stuff that we had been working on for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Really good stuff. 
one of the other things we did, we surpassed 1,400 members yeah. in, uh, in, in 2020. 1,400. I, I think, wow, that's incredible. I mean, you know, I, I said this to you. Uh, I used to know all of our members. <laughs> I mean, I used to know their names. <laughs> there is no way I could possibly... <laughs> I could possibly know that many now, but there was a time when I knew them. There was a time when I knew all the peer supporters too. You know, I knew every one of them. I knew where they were working, and um, <clears throat> but that is not not the case anymore. We just continue to grow, and and uh, we're about to hit another milestone here. I think in twenty twenty one. Yeah, so, we're getting yeah. close. <clears throat> so one of the other things when we we're talking about membership, we we started this additional sort of tier of membership called our donor circle. And that's for anybody who's interested in just supporting the work that we do. You know, there's our free membership. We have a membership for certified behavioral health peer support specialists. Uh, that's $55 a year. We have had a business ally membership, but we realize that there are some people that don't fall into the certified behavioral health peer support specialist or in the business ally section, but might be interested in helping support some of our work. And so we created this donor circle membership. And when you sign up with that, you get all of the, all of, all of the benefits of being a member of MPN. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and you get, we have one of the things we also introduced in 2020 was different tumblers, you know, like coffee tumblers, iced tea tumblers, like we bought really nice high end ones and the different memberships get different tumblers. They're different colors. They say different things. So the donor circle one, you get recognized, you know, on our webpage as being a, a donor supporter of Montana Spear Network. And your money's going towards, you know, our, our mission. And it really, it really helps us. When you get to the point of 1,400 members, that's a lot of people to carry for free. Yeah. Right? I mean, we made the decision many years ago to stop doing, like, the paper newsletter. And we only had, like, 500 members back then. Because we couldn't afford to keep printing all these newsletters and the postage and the time it takes to prepare them. So... The idea is you're contributing to the organization and we want to recognize you. So we send you out this really nice high-end uh, metal tumbler. The one for donor circle is actually white. And then we're recognizing you and we appreciate that. I mean, we're a nonprofit. We need the support of, you know, communities around the state to support the work that we do. So, Yeah, and, and you can see those tumblers on our web page uh, mm -hmm. under the membership you can see pictures of all of the tumblers that uh, you get mm -hmm. for the different levels of membership yeah yeah we had done we had <clears throat> a few years back we had one won an award and it's kind of how the idea sort of came came to be we had ordered these to say thank you to staff and board board members and stuff and everybody raves about these tumblers everybody's like oh these tumblers are great they <laughs> keep your tea hot for I think they keep them hot too long myself. <laughs> like, I think an hour later, my tea is still scalding hot. Like, I can't even drink it. 
Or in the summer, you can put ice in it and it, the ice stays like, you know, all day long. But anyway, so we thought, well, what if we said thank you that way instead of buying just like a coffee mug, you know? Um, mm -hmm. What if we spent the money and actually gave people back something really nice? And, and the response has been great. We have them for, <clears throat> like you said, the Ally membership. We have them for the Behavioral Health Peer Support Specialist. $55 membership, you get a nice blue one. They got a white one for the donor circle. So it's cool, you know, it's little things that we can do. And But but that's been a big one, you know, starting this donor circle, um, putting it out there. As soon as we put it out there, we had people signing up. And, yeah, and, yeah, and, it was pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was <clears throat> that was really neat to see. Um, and, and all of this kind of stuff, you know, one, one of the things we did in, in the summer was uh, we had strategic planning, two-year two strategic planning. Every two years, we get together and we sort of map out where MPN's going. And and it's not a like a, just a one-day thing, right? It's mm -hmm. We do surveys and SWOT analysis and, you know, it's this process we do over time. But things like this donor circle, that's what it came out of strategic planning, right? Because you sit around and you think, okay, we got all these members and, you know, what do we want to do? Like, we got, it's like a whole army of people now in recovery who are signed up and getting our information and, you know, and, and it just, it, it just, it's, it's so neat to see a group of people come together, create, you know, ideas. Somebody comes up with this and somebody adds to it and it's not even six months later and it's reality, right? Like it's, yeah. it's it's real it's already happening it's already it's already a success we just started and and that that is something really really neat um to, to watch that happen um within within mpn yeah to go from an idea to actual implementation in a pretty short period of time mm -hmm. um, i mean really mm -hmm. it didn't take us long to get that put together and uh, right up and running so right exactly one of the things that, that we didn't get to do this year, I mean, we got to hit on, we got to hit yeah. on these, but there's a big <laughs> one, right? I mean, we didn't get to have the big recovery conference. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with COVID and the shutdown, I, I can remember getting the call back in, back in April, you know, the conference is always in September and I think we had it booked for September 25th yeah. in Helena. But I remember getting the call from the hotel in like April yeah. and they were like, they were like, Hey, like we got to cancel your event. And I was like, but it's April, you know, no, <laughs> nobody knew, nobody knew exactly like how long, you know, well, maybe it'll be over by then, yeah. and, you know, right. It's like, Oh man, we're not going to have a conference, you know? And I don't know. I just, I kind of held out hope thinking maybe, you know, but we were not, we were not able to do the the conference this year and we did decide to do something special in september anyway we mm -hmm. uh had one event every day in september mm -hmm. webinars podcasts you know all kinds of things but just yeah. wasn't quite the same as getting everybody together for a day yeah yeah i i agree i agree and it, it was also you know, from a behind the scenes standpoint, it was a little hectic. <laughs> like it went on for a month, you know, like the conference is hectic, 
but it's it's like two days of hectic for us it's like one day of setting up and then the actual conference right but then yeah. the conference is done by six o'clock that night you can relax now we're just cleaning up you know kind of thing but that 30 in 30 days thing that was, was like, a lot yeah it was like okay where, what am i doing today oh, i'm on i'm on facebook live okay you know you gotta like wear the right shirt and you know check your background and you know wait wait where am i tonight tonight i'm doing a training okay you know six o'clock and it's it just it, it was a lot it, it really was and, and if we do that again I'll, I'll be really thankful we have six of us now yeah so we can yeah. split it out a, even a little more because that's a lot for each of us yeah well and yeah. for you you were doing all the tech stuff yeah yeah so that must have been really challenging i mean all the zooms and the go-to trainings and yeah 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 no that that was a lot but we did try to compensate and put on these events and offer up you know a whole slew of trainings throughout the month and really just have as much contact as we could for for recovery month hopefully in 2021 in nine short months <laughs> we will be putting on recovery conference 2021 and and, I, and i'm going to do a little plug here for the upcoming year i know we're doing a year in review but this is our 10 year anniversary. Yeah. 10 years, 10 years, a decade, a decade, MPN, a decade. That's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. And so that's the other reason I really want to do an in-person one because I really would like to celebrate um, and really do something special for, uh, for recovery month in, in 2021. But anyway, what else happened in 2020, 2020? Well, since we're sort of talking about COVID, of course, this sort of changed the way we do training. Yes. I, I think that we were, we were in a unique position, however, because we all do work remotely. And so it wasn't as much of a learning curve as some other organizations had when they had to go work from home and, and all mm -hmm. of that. But it did change things for PS 101. Um, and that, that was kind of a struggle. I feel like trying to turn that into a virtual training, right? So we had the last, well, we had an in-person training for PS 101 in February in Missoula. Mm -hmm. And then we managed to do one in Butte in June in person. And, and we started the year, we actually started the year on the Crow Reservation yeah. at yeah. Little Bighorn College. And Ashley and I did that one, and that was our second trip within a year to the Crow Reservation. We yeah. were su super excited. Yeah. So for us, we were like, hey, we're going to, you know, do a bunch of in-persons and then whammo, you know, shut down. And But but I do think you're right. I mean, finish that thought, because I, I think you're, you're exactly right. I think we were in a unique position, and we were already, you and I were already kind of working on the virtual piece. Yeah, because we had looked at PS 102, which, you know, we're still working on developing, but, you know, had realized that we couldn't expect people to spend another three or four days or whatever, you know, at a training in person. And so is there a way to make a hybrid where you have some virtual and some in person? And so we already had that in mind. And so it, it wasn't as much of a leap for us, I guess, to, yeah. to move things 
virtually. I mean, peer right. support 101 is a little tricky uh, as opposed to some of our other ones because there's so much sharing and relationship yeah. development and that kind of thing. And so right. we were a little concerned about how, what that would look like, but I think it's come out really, really well. It's, I mean, of course it will be nice to get back to doing it in person, yeah. but it, it's been nice to be able to do it this way. And we've been having them every six weeks. So, <clears throat> well, that's the amazing thing that's come out of this is that, you know, there was a little bit of fear. Can we deliver it? Will it be effective? Will people like it? Right? Because yeah. ultimately, it's people who go to the class who refer other people to yeah. the training, to the future trainings, right? Because you go, hey, this was a really great training, Andy. You should go check this out. Yeah. And, you know, there's a little bit of fear. Are we going to be able to deliver it in a way that's effective and people enjoy it and they really get something out of it? Can you do the role plays, all that stuff? I mean, we have more applications coming in now than ever we've ever had in the history of peer support. Yeah. I mean, it's every six weeks we're running a class and the classes are full. So people have really taken to it. And I see that as really advantageous for behavioral health because now it's, there's an understanding that you don't have to deliver everything in person. So. Yeah, I think that is, yeah, that is huge. COVID is a terrible thing and it's very disruptive to our lives, but it did push that telehealth kind of thing where people are kind of, yeah, we could maybe do that and maybe it's going to be effective. We don't know. Well, now you have to. And yes. so yes. when you get pushed into that, you have to do it thing, you find yes. a way to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there, the say, there's that saying, uh, necessity is the mother of invention. Uh-huh. And, and that's what's happened to the world. And so, you know, we were in a unique position. Like you said, we work remotely. We were already playing with the virtual thing. We were doing webinars for a bunch of years. So we were kind of used to the format. I think our audience was used to the format. And so now it was, can we do this for a week straight? And the answer overwhelmingly is yes. I, I still don't think it's equal to the no. in-person. I think the in-person gives you certain advantages of networking and getting to know people, sitting next to new people on either side of you, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You don't get that. But man, the response, the surveys, there's no dip in the surveys whatsoever. They're still coming in. They're still high marks. People are really liking it. I get lots of lots of compliments, Ashley. Uh, and, and wait, that's a whole nother thing we didn't even mention. So in 2020, Ashley took over. Oh yeah. yeah, facilitating PS 101. I forgot to mention that we were talking about the Harden one, where we were um, at Little Bighorn College. That was the last one that I was uh, facilitating part of. Ashley was really the one, and I was really just there to support her. She had been in training for a number of in-person PS 101s, so she took over the PS 101 training schedule because again like we said in the beginning i i gotta be the executive director now you know yeah yeah so she did her first one alone uh that february in missoula yeah yep yep exactly and you and i were in missoula and we did an in-person intro to recovery at the mental health center there yeah and and you said this in the beginning 
that seems like forever ago. <laughs> like I think back and I'm like, wait, that was like 11 months ago. It feels like it was five years ago. It was like, we were like in a, in a building teaching a class and it's like, no, that was less than a year ago. That was like... And we had planned to do that particular training, that intro to recovery, at the same time and same place as the PS101s. And so we had planned to do several of those in person in right. 2020 and then couldn't, right? So yeah, yeah. that got shifted to virtual also. Yeah. You know, it, it's amazing. It's, it, you know... <clears throat> we did a lot in a in a very difficult year there was a lot happening and we're only hitting the highlights i mean we're just hitting the the big things i mean there's a there's a ton of of advocacy that we did and and, and other trainings that we put on and programs and there's no shortage of of new stuff that we're always doing here at mpn trying to push push uh, behavioral health and, and become more to become more recovery oriented and it's it's always exciting and and it feels good you know and you accomplish accomplish your goals and yeah achieve the things you you were set set out to do you know yeah i don't know and any other uh highlights you can think of any other things you want to well i think that pretty much covers the basics yeah, I, I think that's it for me too. A lot of stuff we accomplished in 2020. I'm really looking forward to 2021. We've got some really exciting things on tap. This is a legislative year, so that's always exciting, new stuff. But new projects, new staff, yeah. you know, new goals we're, we're shooting for, new affiliates, more members. Just keep uh, doing what we do. So keep keep tuning in to the recovery talks podcasts every week we have guests and roundtables and and i want to do a pitch also for the uh we started a new series controversial conversations where we're picking topics within behavioral health recovery and we're we're picking sides if you will and and discussing both sides of the coin kind of thing in a friendly respectable kind of way right yeah, yeah, and it's a dramatization. We actually yeah. have the the last one that I recorded. We purposely chose the opposite yeah. point to what we believed because it really gives you a good idea of what that other side is if you have to research why you believe the way you believe, right? And right. So it's a way for us to present both sides of it in a conversational manner that isn't... Argumentative or... Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, I mean... <laughs> It's just, you know, we're just presenting the two sides. We discuss it ahead of time. Like you said, we do a bunch of research, kind of talk it through, and then you go live and you record it. And we just thought it'd be something fun to do with our podcast series throughout the year is just throw in some of these controversial conversations. It's just to change it up, just to get people thinking and, and help people maybe examine both sides of the coin to a particular issue within recovery or behavioral health. So if there's a topic that you think is controversial and we should talk about it, shoot us an email and we will try to work that into our schedule. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you next time. Thanks. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works. Recovery is possible. Recovery is possible. <laughs> 
Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery is possible.